Hi, I'm Mel, and this is my co-host Jamie, the elbow grease helping me close my overstuffed luggage bag full of guts. <laughs> and this is Boo Crime, maybe for a little while longer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're on. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. You didn't see the countdown? I wasn't. I was on the other page on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. Okay. So yeah, um, how many listeners do you think we'll have after this episode? I uh, we're gonna have to see what they're made out of, what what their if their guts are lined with steel and their hearts are impenetrable by the horrors of life and the world you and know like challenge <laughs> challenge accepted guys I, I love your little like insertion there of uh some foreshadowing maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah definitely definitely um honey little puns oh yeah little punny puns so uh i guess like welcome to our first of six movies to uh spring onto the slab spring into the spring Get yourselves all excited for the hot weather coming our way. And yeah, like we we were betrayed by the wheel a little bit, but I feel like we're going to be starting strong. Yeah. And I mean, that just means we have to just do more work and make more episodes quicker. Realistically, yeah. we'd probably only have had half of the amount of episodes if we were just like going one per one. Now we're like, we have a purpose. We have a purpose and we've got drive. So for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, and if you missed our vodcast, which outside of Spotify will just be a regular podcast, we used a little app called spinnerwheel.com. We shoved some movies up there that we determined whether they were fuck, Mary kill. We threw some wild cards up there and the wheel <laughs> decided to do us so dirty yeah so dirty um and so we just kept spinning it until we got the movies that we wanted and now we've got six lined up out so, of eight out of the possible yes. eight <laughs> <laughs> we pushed it to the limit um so yeah. yeah we're starting off today with aftermath uh which is a fun little movie that i watched kind of by accident uh because netflix whoever was working there um, might have confused this uh, Spanish short film from 1994 with a 2017 film with a similar name starring Arnold. Uh, so yeah, that was a big mistake on their part. I really doubt this should have been up there. I think multiple people were probably fired um, due to the mistake. Uh, but you guys will learn why. And Jamie is going to take <laughs> us through the beauty and facts that are listed on the internet about this film before we actually run through it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't know if you did miss our vodcast. I don't know if I told the story or I like made that mention that it, it's very similar to whenever they accidentally put Jack Frost the horror film and not Jack Frost with Michael yes, Keaton. You did. On like and yes. it was like Bell Satellite back in those days. Do you remember Bell Satellites? <laughs> like if your friend yeah, had a satellite, you know that they were like rich, rich. Loaded. Loaded. <laughs> all all we had was like, you know, 
like the the stealing boxes like you could mm -hmm. steal from other people's satellites yeah people are just plugging into them getting all that free shit <laughs> yeah. but yeah so i understand that horror and fascination and awesomeness i'm sure that there's at least one kid out there who's ended up like us yeah yeah i think several hello child <laughs> All right, so I have a couple of random facts for you. And by random, I mean like factual facts from IMDb, mm -hmm. like that this was produced and directed. I'm not too sure about writing. I just saw a director, producer, but I'm assuming also the writer, Nacho Selda. And all I have to say, Mel, is this is Nacho Italian movie. <laughs> Yeah, when I first watched it, I don't know what in my brain was like, it's Italian. Only the Italians could possibly create something so lovely. Um, and I was wrong. And I should have known I was wrong. Like, you know, not to uh, generalize, but the director, writer, producer's name is Nacho. Uh, so like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, you know what? I too am an idiot because... <laughs> I watched the whole movie, including the intro credits and stuff, and I didn't notice anything off. And the whole time I watched it, I was like calling him Antonio in my head. <laughs> like so many Italian references, I'm sure that I've plugged in here. So yeah, this will be fun. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. So um we're not we're not um what we we're not ignorant. We're just dumb. Okay, guys. Yeah. I promise you we're just idiots. I'm not ignorant. Like no, Michael. I'm not ignorant. <laughs> Michael Jackson. All right. Um, so next we have our newest addition to our facts at the beginning, our IMDb facts. Shout out to FX people mm -hmm. and the FX company that worked in Aftermath 1994 was DDT. And Mel has uh, an interesting fact about them, actually. Yeah, I feel like we're always praising the people who do the SFX and we're just like, oh, my God, like whoever you are, we love you. Well, this time we took the time. So, yeah, like Jamie mentioned, they're studios called DDT. Uh, it is co-owned by David Marti and Montseribe. They are based in Barcelona, which is Spain and not in I'm, Italy. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, they even, okay, these guys have 2006's Pan's Labyrinth on their repertoire. Specifically, I saw photos of them working on The Fawn, which is, I mean, a far cry from this movie. I love The uh, Fawn. Creepy yes. and comforting. Yeah, I love that. I love the I feel duality. so, yeah, I feel so uncomfortable and comfortable and like... I want to be friends and also never want to turn my back. Run. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so another little fun fact that they've worked on, uh, 2011's The Skin I Live In. It is an amazing <gasps> horror film starring Antonio one. Banderas, um, also not Italian. Uh, <laughs> that was such a good movie. It's so good. Maybe one day we'll cover it. <sighs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess like like one more thing before I go, uh, anybody who's eager to watch this, I found it twice on YouTube, but Jamie will get into that later. Yeah, yeah, it's it's on it's on YouTube. I'm just going to go and read off the main cast right yes. now. And so I only wrote down the main character there was like two other people i think in the movie and you just see them for like a second and they have masks on anyways so 
I just wrote and his name is Pep Tosser. And I yes. lovingly, yeah. Yeah, never mind. I'm not I'm not I don't want to do any spoilers yet and I'm almost there. Okay. His name so is wait, Pep wait. Tosar. Yes. So I I also made a note to say that his name, I don't know if you're gonna talk about it. Mm-hmm. No. Is is just Ferenz in the movie. And I'm like, I thought that that was a name when I thought it was Italian. Um, oh and it actually God. just means forensic. Forensics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then <laughs> Celador, which also sounds like an amazing, sexy name, just means the watchman. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, fuck, we're so stupid. I gave him lots of names. So don't you guys worry about that. Yeah. As we do. As we do uh, on this as, podcast. As one does. Um, you, okay, other... a warning to all writers out there is please name your characters because yeah. if you don't, we're going to name them 15 different times as we talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And even if you do and we have better names for them, we'll we're do it anyways. <laughs> right, Decker? <laughs> okay, so I couldn't find budget, but I did find another interesting fact, which is that Aftermath won in the category Best Short Film at the 1997 Fantasia Festival, which is like a sick festival. Yay. I would love to go to Fantasia Festival. Where Amazing. do they do that, I wonder? Italy. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny because I copy and pasted that from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. I give you money all the time. Um, yeah, I could actually click on it and it would tell me everything about Fantasia Festival. Like it's it's actually I could just open the link from my note page. I love that technology so it's in montreal oh my god it's so close yeah not to triangulate our location but it's about a two-hour drive for us Mm -hmm. yeah it's like a 40 minute drive from my hometown (laughs) that's amazing oh well we should go to that sometime because like my my three favorite movie types are horror sci-fi and fantasy baby i love it let's go okay road so, trip well first we've got to get oh yeah let's go there i thought you were like hurry up bitch <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i'm almost done no let's go road trip for sure baby i'm just like you started saying that now i i can't stop saying it yeah baby you say it a certain way you're just all like baby i don't know I could also just be high off of that bong rip, which I need to talk about smoking weed and watching this movie. Okay, we'll get into that later. Yes. So the rating on IMDb and the tomato meter. So it got a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, which like I would say is a great score because IMDb people are like ruthless and they're just everyday people who don't understand good filmmaking. Yeah. And then on Rotten Tomato, they didn't have a tomato meter, but they said it had a 62% audience score. And there really wasn't like anything else there to it, like any like comments. Well, actually, there was one. And yeah, it was it was praised. It was mm-hmm. also praised on uh, Dead Central and Bloody Disgusting, who Yay. wrote big, long, amazing rants about how great of a film it was. I would call them more reviews. <laughs> Oh, what did I call it? A rant. Oh, yeah. I would say there, there's our editorial professional... review. <laughs> right? Sorry, yeah. guys. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay. Um, 
the theater. You gotta writing? suck the dick a little bit, Jamie. You gotta suck the dick just a I'm bit. I'm licking the microphone <laughs> right now. Okay, so the theater rating is it's not rated, which means it's like it's not allowed to be rated because it's probably yeah. not allowed to be watched in some oh, places. No, definitely not in public. I don't think. No, except for a Fantasia Festival. <laughs> Yeah. Imagine just going there because you're like, I just love a good, you know, classic fairy tale movie with a unicorn <laughs> and a fairy princess. And then this comes on. You're like, ah, yeah. They're like, oh, my God. Aftermath. I heard this amazing review about this Arnold Schwarzenegger film. And yeah, we should go see it with the family. Yeah. <laughs> um, does the dog. Oh, wait. So first of all, triggers. So yes, I just yes. wrote everything. But it it probably isn't everything, <laughs> but it's like the worst of everything that you would imagine. So triggers would be uh, dead bodies, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, forensic, like autopsy type um, gore. Mm -hmm. Heavy like body cutting, gore. Heavy yeah. body gore. Hardcore. Um, sexual assault. Uh, desecration of a body. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah um you said it so politely the way that you phrased that was very elegant yeah full-on rape um okay yes yeah 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 that's what yeah that's what i was leaning towards <laughs> oh yeah no for sure and it, because i was i was recently listening to i think it was and that's why we drink and they were talking about um one of the uh one of the hosts m was saying that they often felt like uncomfortable Mm -hmm. uh saying rape and would phrase it sexual assault sometimes and then somebody had pointed out to them that um that's downplaying yeah and rape you know? is rape but it's not always like sexual, sexual assault, assault isn't, isn't always... always rape exactly yeah exactly and rape is like worse yeah so i mean not to say worse it's it's just bad all around okay guys i'm not getting into this <sighs> okay, this is a good time to oh yeah, also there is a dog that's dead at the beginning. AKA I'm calling him the puppet from the storyteller, Greek myths. <laughs> I don't know if you've watched that show, but it's a nice old man and his puppet dog, and they tell you the stories of Mel's ancestors in yeah, Greece. This, yeah, we watched that I think a whole day at my place and it was so enjoyable. And they do they replay it all with puppets and live actors was their yeah. combo. I can't remember. Yeah. I don't think I, there was I, puppets. I think brain. it was all live actors. The Why only puppet was oh the dog. Was the oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> In my brain, I turned them all into puppets. That's really that's fucked. That's, up. I should that's go. I should go talk to somebody. I think. Yeah, maybe you should look into that. <laughs> Imagine everything I keep thinking about. My brain, in order to soften it, has just turned it into puppets. Imagine you just thought the entire film industry was only ever played with puppets. Like there hasn't been a single. Human that's what actor. I'm saying. <laughs> Oh my god, now that I'm thinking about this movie, all I see is yarn. Red yarn everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Okay, so yeah. A dog dies, but you can clearly tell it is the mm -hmm. fakest fake dog. Like, I forgot. Mel had already warned me, but I completely forgot. So I went into it without a worry in the world. And it was the first thing I saw. And I just saw the fur. And I was like, oh no, the, a dog does. A dog dies. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah that's fine this is yeah, fine he's, i'll he's be okay fine. it's fine 
Yeah. 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 And it's, it's really a um, contrast. It's quite the contrast from what you then see in the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've got so many things to say about everything once we start. Yeah. And this is the part where I'm done, but the part where we let you guys know that what happens in this film we are a hundred percent against and don't think it's funny or cute in a real life setting Mm -hmm. but it is a movie and we are a comedy podcast and this the wheel fucking picked it okay yeah the wheel picked it i picked it too we have to talk about it and we are looking at it again from the view of this is all fake okay Mm mm-hmm I'm just going to piggyback off of your thing and say all of that at 100%. um, Nobody was hurt. Nobody is being hurt. It is a film. It's a movie. If we want to direct our anger towards people. There's lots um, that we can point out. There's lots. There's lots of things that are happening that are fucking disgusting and horrible. And maybe we can direct our anger to making the world a better place, but leaving film where nobody is hurt. And it's just, it's just a a movie for people who want to watch some fucked up shit. And uh, yeah, the world is full of it. And it's a reflection of that. Yeah. And I mean, if this isn't the film for you, that's not to say that, you know, oh, you're like not cool or anything. Oh, of no, course. not at all. There's movies that I can't watch, you know, for specific reasons. And that's completely normal. If it's just if it's not your thing and you're like, this is disgusting, you guys are disgusting. Totally. That's fine. You could think that. But, you know, the next episode might not be so disgusting. So just yeah. skip it. And, and you know, what's it. amazing is if you're like, oh, I'm kind of curious and yeah. want to know, we're going to watch it for you guys. Yes, you don't have, you to, don't see have it. to watch. You don't have to see it. And, you know, maybe skip the IMDb. I mean, not the IMDb, the Instagram post for the week. Mm -hmm. Um, because we will be posting some stills from the movie. I'll try and um, cover or put it on the second slide and have content warnings and all of that stuff for anybody who is a little bit more sensitive. We want to keep that in mind. Um, So yeah, we love you. We want you to be comfortable. And we still want to make the jokes though. So we are a bit crass. It's the name of the game. Um, And we do love the gory shit. Yes, we do. And we'll, we'll, we'll repeat it the next time we do a movie this fucked up because like, yeah. I mean, we're not going to do this for every movie. We're not going to give you like a big rant, but this movie again, in particular is very mm-hmm. disturbing. So yeah. Move Our next movie caution. is Jason goes to hell. So like, <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be fine. And then we're going to do the shark exorcist at some point. <laughs> Okay. We have everything listed on our Instagram page. And I mean, our last episode, um, if you guys want to know what's in the pipeline. Yeah. Anyways, I'm ready to start when you Let's are. Let's go, bitch. Go. I'm, I'm oh, so excited. Actually, one last thing. Um, This, yeah. Okay. And this is something that you mentioned that I forgot about, but I have it all set in my IMDb watch list. This is actually the second installment in a trilogy of short films by Serda. Um, there was <laughs> 1990s The Awakening which I believe is about a kid who falls asleep in class. And when he wakes up, everybody around him is asleep and he's the only one who's awake or something like that. Oh, cool. And uh, this movie is then followed by 1998's Genesis, which I'm not really sure what it's about. But all of the movies have the, every single one of them seemed to have the same cover as Aftermath. So it was confusing to me. Like what of like which one of these movies are we watching? But yeah, no aftermath is aftermath. 
And I'm about to begin talking about it right now. Um, Mel, can I just say something really quickly? Yes. <laughs> I just pulled open um, the uh, our like little notes timeline just to follow you. And I saw that you wrote yes. characters, friends, main guy. Also, yes. friends isn't a name. It means forensic in Italian. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> in our Italian movie. <laughs> it's insane, too, it. because... I can't really understand Italian and I was able to read the credits like I should have just it, I, it all should have clicked way earlier That's okay. than it did. We were, I don't know why. We were, our brain, brain was too busy worrying about the trauma that we were about to. Yes, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Anyways, this is a Spanish short film, not Italian for everybody and, mm -hmm. and me. I need to keep reminding myself. So let me set a scene for you guys. We begin this film with 30 seconds of unadulterated darkness. I don't know if maybe it was just my 10-year-old laptop, but it's nearly pitch black, <laughs> except for the occasional flashes of what I assume is a heart that's beating. There's an audio overlay of a thump, a yelp, tires screeching, followed by the blood-curdling scream of a human woman. Now, cue the shortest intro credit in the world. It's a single name. The man, the visionary, Nacho Cerda. And again, if you're mad at this film, it's all him, okay? Please direct your anger, not at us. And also, <laughs> if anybody is wondering what that font was, it's Copperplate Gothic. Cool. Yeah, Bridgehead uses it for their branding. I only know this because I had to do a project in school and we had to download all those fonts. So that's in my brain. Yeah. Um, also, no joke, <laughs> as I was writing that intro and like I literally wrote the words tires screeching, tires screeched outside my window. Wow. And I'm really hoping that it's the only thing in my life that parallels this movie. Oh, and boy. you'll understand what we mean when Jamie covers it in about 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I just realized like, yeah, like it all just starts whenever I start. I, I got the, the, the good half. <laughs> <laughs> you you got the action-packed half. All right. Absolutely. So we quickly get to see the results of what we can now safely assume was some sort of vehicular accident. We pan over some of the darkest blood ever, and we begin trailing up with the camera on what looks like a spine or intestines while Mozart's Requiem in D minor plays gently in the background. Now, this is a request for you, Jamie. Maybe we can add that in here because there's zero, like, there is zero dialogue in this movie. And you know that we need something. Oh, you for guys sure. know we love our audio clips. So, yeah. Jamie will slap that in here. Let's see. So you can that hear, bitch in here. You can hear the orchestral beauty. It's like we're cinematically following a long road. So think to, of the intro in The Shining, but instead of a road, it's guts. And at the end of this street, at about a minute and 10 for our more sensitive viewers, we get to see our victim. Trigger warning, Jamie's already talked about it. The dog dies. The dog is dead. And you guys may all be painfully aware by now we cannot handle animal deaths in movies unless, of course, it's evidently fake. And this dog looks like he's made out of felt. So I don't really feel <laughs> as horrible mentioning the guts that we followed are also coming out of his mouth. 
And his eyes. What happened to his eyes? That's an Evil Dead reference, oh my God. by the way. Bad taxidermy. Well, it should be a bad his... taxidermy.com. <laughs> yeah. Well, the eyes, darlings, they're popped out of his head. So everything looks very glossy and wet. So shout out again to DDT for the effects. Now we move away from the face and we pan down to the body and we see the torso has been cut in half by the car tire. All of the goopy stuff is spilling out. And I'm pleased to say I'm getting more like Halloween baking championship cake out of this scene. The proportions are comically <laughs> off enough that I don't feel like crying. And I can fully appreciate the gore instead of being blinded by my usual rage and sadness. Yeah. So yes, our screen goes to full blood red and then to black again. And the film's title quickly zooms in with all the power and glory of an A-plus PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> So it seems like Scooby-Doo isn't the only victim we have today, guys. Ruh-roh. ruh <laughs> We get a quick montage of a coroner pulling a white sheet over a human person. We get a quick zip over to the toe tag, and it lets us know that the victim's name is Marta Arnault. I couldn't read the writing. I had to Google it. So <laughs> me- <laughs> Mozart continues to play and we get a little tour of the morgue via some sweet digital lighting effects to showcase all the gadgets, the jars of liquid and autopsy tools. We quickly see a technician putting a silver cross necklace on a cold silver table. And the sequence is kind of like a slow strobe light of grim science, the way we pan mm-hmm. in and out of darkness to different scenes in the lab. Now, One thing that was happening over this montage was flashes of numbers, minus one, minus two, minus three, and so on, that kept zooming in along with the names of the rest of the cast as the actual credits started rolling in. Mm -hmm. So my question, is that meant to represent lives leaving Earth in real time? Like, is that too introspective? Um, I definitely wouldn't have went with that myself. Like at first, yeah, I don't know. I I thought it was like maybe like a countdown, but the way that they had a period after it, it's like numbers, you know? Yeah. And we literally got to minus six and then it was finally like Nacho's name again, being like writer, director, producer, all that stuff. So, or director, like whatever. Are those just just all the people who are involved in the movie? Is it just that? No, because there was way more that it would only come in every bit and i'm like maybe they did the math and was like this is like a person dying like in real time every second or something like that i'm regretting my decision to only watching my part twice (laughs) i watched your part once and i'm like (laughs) now i need to go back and watch it again that's fine it's on youtube so that's great it's on youtube more than once oh we can all i don't know how what what (laughs) i can't (laughs) literally okay Anyways, we end these intro credits with a flatline graphic over a black screen. The line is all red and doing the beep, beep, beep before it flatlines. Uh, Just to further punch in that we will be dealing with some death today, guys. Don't Mm -hmm. you forget it. So let's start the film for real now at some elevator doors. They open and a young technician wheels out a sheet-covered corpse on a gurney. He's got some headphones on. He's casually going about his work and bless him for being so comfortable. The hall is so dark. It's barely lit by some cold fluorescent lighting at the end of it. I would definitely run through the dark part of the tunnel till I got to the light. But guys, it's not about me. Okay. (laughs) 
So he turns the corner with this body and we see a couple sitting and grieving on some uncomfortable looking plastic hospital chairs. The man has his arm around the woman and she is sobbing into him. Someone from the morgue arrives. We see the scrubs and in their fists, they're clenching the silver cross necklace from earlier. And he delivers it to the man without a word. He just plops that shit in his hand. This hospital is out here just doing the bare minimum oh my god yeah <laughs> no no i'm sorry's no like i'm sorry for your loss no here's her personal effects um god be with you like nothing like that so whatever i mean it really it's really relatable in a sense like you know because after i smoked weed i got a lot more introspective watching this movie yes. but it makes a lot more like of sense because if you think about like I think about office jobs that I've had that I just like hated and then your like heart isn't even in it and you're just yes. kind of like going and doing the same fucking thing. So you start mm -hmm. half assing things because you really just don't want to be there. Like I wonder because when you think about doctors or or people like this or like people who have really big responsibilities. <laughs> you know you don't you, mm -hmm. you don't think of them having that same mentality but i'm sure it happens to fucking everybody so these people just probably come to work and they're just like oh we have another car accident fifth one this week just start sh throwing the fucking organs around the room they're like fuck this heart man yeah and then here's her goddamn necklace you want the necklace so fucking bad i had to leave my work downstairs to come deliver this fucking necklace you know what i mean yeah the funeral home is like giving them a call being like where did you put their yeah their jewelry and their clothing oh i shoved it inside of their stomach with all their organs and everything else that belonged to them come on <laughs> anyways no time for this emotional scene guys we move down to the morgue where the young tech is prepping the body for storage by aggressively wrapping it in some glad garbage bags like he is violently tucking it in for bed for its forever sleep in a nearby room we see a core oh sorry were you gonna say something uh, no it was kind of like a laugh and an inhale of a vape at the same time I was like, oh, okay sick on. sick you're just choking <laughs> good 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 <laughs> i can't wait for somebody to give me your cross necklace violently in my hand <laughs> and say nothing <laughs> so in a nearby room we see a coroner he's wearing traditional blue hospital scrubs and a cap the white mask paired with some fancy green dishwashing gloves He's prepping another corpse for its autopsy, so he removes the ring off of some incredibly bruised and shattered fingers. The nails are looking like they're hanging oh, on by a thread, oh, and same. Nails. Like, yeah, I know, I know. I'm the same way. It's the one thing I'm like, I can't even uh, look. I, I can't just look. See, I could feel it in this in my head. Okay. Yeah, yeah. As he's removing the ring, I'm, I was bracing for something <gasps> bad to happen, and it didn't, luckily. So if you are yeah. like us and can't handle the nail stuff... It's disgusting, but you're you're going to be fine. So here's one thing that I noticed as, as he's prepping the body. He begins to tear away the clothes and he discards them. Like he, he just shoves them aside, which I don't know if that's protocol, but I also don't know enough about coroners to dispute it. Yeah. It's like... I don't usually feel they, like this is how it goes. I feel like they bag everything. Yeah, they usually bag it and they say, listen, this is going to be a bit bloody and a bit disturbed um if they don't need to keep it as evidence they probably ask the family if they would want it uh these clothes just get <laughs> tossed aside tossed asunder so we move from the torso to the legs being stripped of fabric and we see the body is pretty banged up now we don't really know what happened to this guy but it doesn't look good 
the right foot is kind of placed where it's meant to be, but is by no means any longer attached. Do you think he was part of the accident? Like maybe That's he was what a pedestrian I was as well. Yeah, and he like smoked him, and then yes. his leg came off like friggin' Gage in Pet Cemetery. Yes, maybe he was the dog walker. Maybe <gasps> you know him and the no! dog went down. The puppet. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sure. the puppet. So um, the way that they framed shooting down these bare legs so that we could see the foot, Mm -hmm. you can also see the tip. Yeah, I looked. But if you missed it, don't worry, because we pan out and you get to see it all. It's a nude man on the slab. For like, yeah, like 30 seconds to get to look at it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's just kind of there in the lower left corner. If, If you're curious. Anyway, we're just fucked up. So... The coroner comes back into frame, and he's sharpening two butcher knives like he's about to carve a Christmas ham. The camera moves to shoot the medical table that is covered in the traditional blue hospital cloth with a variety of tools on it. And I'm kind of like, shouldn't you be using one of those five pairs of scissors? No? All right. So whatever he has. The steak knives? (laughs) Yeah. It it looks like it came out of my wooden block on my fucking counter. (laughs) I know. And, and like, I love how the camera pans down to literally all of the tools kind of being like, he should Here's be your using scalpel those. that is 10 million times more sharp than any knife in the world. Exactly. Maybe use that. No, no, no. He's he's fine with the knives. That's, Likes the resistance. Okay. Yeah. The butter knife. <laughs> he wants to slice. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever he has is working because he goes up to the nude, bald, and bloody-faced cadaver and he starts cutting away at the scalp to then peel it over the face. So we get a quick tool change. We get a bone saw moment before panning away and seeing, oh, we have two cadavers and two coroners. Mm. These dudes are so silent. There's no conversation, no anything. You would think that we are in a library minus the grinding of bone and the tearing of flesh. No, like daytime radio playing in the background. Yeah, they got nothing. God, nothing. Just the little cause... jokes coming up every now and then yeah. for them to comment on, you know? No. no. Silently working like nuns. Not even anyway. earphones. No, 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 there's no plugs in those years. They want And they didn't have plugs back then in 1994. <laughs> they would have been, you would have noticed if they were wearing earphones. Yeah, you would have. You would have. There would have been no AirPods to be mm-hmm. seen. So, Coroner 2, who's giving me Mr. Bean in an N95 mask, approaches his still-clothed cadaver (laughs) with a needle and violently injects it into the corpse's eye. And I'm like, dude, whatever you're giving him, it ain't going to work, dude. It's too late, okay? Yeah. That, that those syringes. Okay. I'm yes. not going to say anything. Okay, keep yeah. <laughs> so our young technician comes in to drop something off in the neighboring room. That's kind of right outside where all of this action is happening. And even over his hip tunes and his headphones, the sounds of whirring and squelching draw him in very alluring clanging of flesh and metal. So he stops and he stares right outside of the room, like right at the entrance as corner number one is using what looks like bolt cutters to crack open the bald man <gasps> corpse's skull. Oh. Yeah. It, I just watched this and I didn't get that feeling. It's just your descriptions. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I think it's because my words are now forcing you to rec- remember everything, right? Yeah. So corner bean... I'm going to call him Corner Bean because it's fully Ron Atkinson, notices the young fellow and we see how visibly affected this boy is by the gruesome work. But 
Instead of sympathizing, Mr. Bean gives this kid the darkest, most sinister death stare from below those thick eyebrows. He starts almost (laughs) growling at him with these low, heavy breaths. And the kid gets the hint right away and promptly fucks off. So if looks could kill, that kid would be on a slab right next to the other two. (laughs) Have you ever watched the show How I Met Your Mother? Never. Okay. So anybody out there who's watched it before, there's a character in it. The captain is played. Oh my God, you dumb bitch, Jamie. Okay. So the ca- the guy I'm talking about in the show is played. He's, he's a guy from Twin Peaks. Like he's like the main guy. I am on IMDb looking at him right now. Um, and I, I'm like, I'm such a, lo- oh, he plays Howard Baskin in the Joe versus Carol yeah show that aaron was watching a little bit um oh he's the mayor in portlandia which i've been also recently watching just to show you guys and i'm not watching the cool stuff really okay so there's this funny like joke in the show that like so one of the characters starts dating the captain they call him Mm -hmm. that's his name Mm -hmm. in the show because he has like a boat and he's rich and he always wears his boat hat and every time you see him he'll show up in a room or he'll have a book or something like that so like different side only like one half of his face is shown and the joke is that his eyes always look scary and intense and you don't know if he's joking like and if he's smiling and then if you like remove whatever's hiding it you're like oh like suddenly he's pleasant and then you cover it then it's like he's evil (laughs) pleasant (laughs) i'm just gonna send you this image right now and you can tell me just cover each side of the face one at a time okay both of them look oh both of them look frightening both of them look frightening both sides for anybody who hasn't seen how i met your mother um and don't know what we're talking about we'll post a uh a picture like a side by side there's so many side by sides that are coming up in this movie but anyways yeah so anyways after the kid leaves because he's like go man i'm scared of that one guy um we pan back and uh coroner bean is a bit distracted gets distracted from his anger as he watches coroner one now removing the brain from the bald cadaver so you know (laughs) he gets he you know he can take his mind off of the kid pissing him off he's got something joyous in his life again um equipped with a fresh pair of gloves he decides to move over to his corpse who via a well-placed camera seems to tell us that he died from an overdose oh my god my voice just went away so it seems to <laughs> tell away us- from this episode <laughs> it is. it's like, like i don't want to you- say this <laughs> yeah you don't want to say it so yeah we get a well-placed camera shot um from the corpse's arm and we get to see some track marks and bruising uh, which I like, you know, my guess is that this guy may have injected something and went bye bye. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody carry Narcan. The o- yes, opioid please. epidemic is real. Just saying it. Uh, be safe. Yeah, be safe. Be safe. Use and be safe with people. Don't do it alone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we jump back to coroner one who is shoving what now looks like an old t shirt. I think it's the man's t shirt <laughs> in place like a of the corpse's brain. Okay. Down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think whatever he ripped off of the man, he is now shoving it into the vacant part of the head. Okay. <laughs> so like replacing the corpse's brain and the brain itself is sitting like a good boy by its owner's knees. And I'm wondering, shouldn't that thing be in a jar? Should it not be on ice? <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, like we won't answer that just yet. We're going to jump back to Mr. Bean's cadaver, who is now nude as the well, coroner dude, tugs away. I just have to point out too, though, like, I don't know if they remove the like skull top too to get the brain. Like, I mean, I know they do, but like, why didn't they replace it? Like that head is empty. <laughs> it's an empty void. Like the skull is uh, gone. Like you think you would just replace the skull. You don't need to okay. have the brain in there. And Jamie, then it would fit perfectly. <laughs> Jamie, the head's not empty. It's full of his t-shirt. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, uh, forget that for a second. We'll, we'll come back to it. So let's jump back to Mr. Bean's cadaver. Now nude, as I mentioned, the blue jeans are being tugged away. And we get a better look at this man. And he looks like the human version of Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to post a side-by-side on Insta. Hold me to it. I'm going to do it, okay? So many Um, side-by-sides. So many this round. So uh, also, Nigel's bush is wild. Just saying, okay? But Mr. Bean cannot keep his focus on his own work. It seems he's more interested in what his partner is up to, which is now the aggressive vertical sawing of the bald man's sternum down to his groin. Just going to say there's a lot of ding-dong in this movie, guys. So we didn't with, give that trigger. We didn't. Dick. But you're getting it now. <laughs> just 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 Genitals. prosthetic penis everywhere. Genitals. So with some quick knife work and the bolt cutters, corner one gets the torso open like a book. Now remember my library reference from earlier? Fitting. So he <laughs> fiddles around in there and then he goes to wash what looks like the man's heart in the sink, and Mr. Bean is just heavy breathing, watching it all go oh. down before turning back and working on removing Nigel Thornberry's brain as well. Now, after cleaning up the lingering intestines and all the other organs that are all over the bald man's slab, corner number one's, no, number one's, (laughs) sounds like an evil name, but yeah, corner number one, he proceeds to stuff them all, the fucking brain included, (laughs) into the man's open stomach cavity like it's an overpacked overnight bag. He struggles for a bit before slamming the rib cage down over the mangled intestines, the brain, whatever t-shirts he may have snuck in there when we were socks. watching, and he <laughs> stitches it all back as the socks, the briefs, His driver's the license. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just some like fucking random snacks that they had around, like laying around, just like everything in the vicinity has now been shoved into this guy's vacant, messed up stomach stitched back up and i guess nothing is being donated here i don't know what this fucking hospital is they don't give a shit nope well i mean he'd have to give permission so maybe he's the dickhead yeah maybe maybe he's just lazy didn't want to do the paperwork so he's like we're just gonna put it all back in but in the wrong like why remove the brain if you're just gonna put it in the stomach man i don't know (laughs) i'm surprised he didn't take the foot off and shove it in there too maybe he did like yeah (laughs) you would think yeah like yeah, I've watched a lot of like CSI and this, this ain't no fucking CSI. This isn't up to code. I don't think it's up to code at all. But again, I don't know enough to dispute it. So <laughs> anyways, um, we get a shot of the bald man cadaver's face. I'm just going to keep calling him bald man cadaver. Um, and although he, the man is no longer with us, it really seems like he is looking up in complete horror at what is being done to his body. Like the <laughs> yeah. eyes are just like open and blue and staring like, what have you done to me? You know, mm-hmm. why is my brain a t-shirt? My Tommy Bahamas t-shirt? <laughs> 
you know also the guy is completely covered in fucking blood okay he looks worse now than he did coming into oh this oh my room. god i know they don't rinse <laughs> off the body they don't they don't take out the blood like the draining i guess that no. all happens at the funeral home yeah <laughs> like don't they have any couldn't it couldn't it couldn't they do that like hire some more people have a middleman you know jamie like, it has to go that's... in someone's car <laughs> yeah, you don't think that the funeral home is getting that body and being like, why is the stomach bloated? Oh, there's a shirt in here? There's pants? Yeah. Why is the skull caved in? Oh, the brain's in the stomach. And there's the why shirt Why is there the, the crust of a ham sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, okay. You know what, though? Corner One does give our boy a quick rinse, which does fucking nothing. He's still red like a tomato. And then he crudely wraps him up, back up like a half-eaten burrito and wheels him away, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just this scene was I I couldn't help but laugh at how absurd it was. It is so gory. It is so crazy, but it is just wild. It's comical in how wild it is. You kind of go back full circle. Can um, you remind me? Um is Corpse One, do they use um a real body at, at any like at any point? To me, it looks rubber, rubber, okay. rubber, rubber, all the way. Mm-hmm. So on the other side of the room, and now that he doesn't have the looming eyes of his co-worker on him, Coroner Bean just sits there for a while, rubbing Nigel Thornberry's blood between his gloved fingers and heavy breathing as the camera pans down to the corpse's penis and some somber piano plays in the background. <laughs> just some weird shit, guys. Just some weird fucking shit. Now... We fade to white very briefly, and we come back to Mr. Bean looking over some paperwork. After reading for a moment or two, his eyes fervently flash up and over to the file cabinet of bodies. He briskly walks over and opens the drawer that's labeled Marta Arnault. We barely get to finish reading the name before Bean is speedily wheeling Marta down the hall to another room. We join him, and all you can hear is the man's labored and rapid, 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 rapid breathing. <laughs> He's rapping. He's sure. <laughs> dead body. <laughs> <laughs> labored and rapid breathing as he impatiently peels back the glad wrap job done by our young tech earlier. This guy is like a greedy little child on the darkest of Christmas mornings. <laughs> so Mozart's symphony slowly pans back in. And we slowly pan over Marta's body. She's wearing a pink miniskirt and a black bra. Her face is framed with a mousy brown bob and is pretty bloodied. And with that, I'm going to let Jamie take over. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) All right. So. Oh, Jesus Christ. As Mel has mentioned, um... The mouth breather is mouth breathing and giving our dearly departed actual rubber sex doll the up and down. The camera work is lovely. They roll slow over her body and then every few seconds you get a flash of the evil villain in an old timey cartoon staring and making weird breathing noises and giggles. He then begins to remove her clothing, beginning with her belt. At this point, we know he is a bit of a freak about the texture of blood on rubber gloves. But Mm -hmm. even though we suspect some shit to go down, we don't know 100% how this movie is going to move forward yet. 
we are kind of distracted at the part where he was like injecting them with the yes. syringe and I low-key like literally for a second I thought maybe this would end up being a zombie or virus movie okay but I could not be prepared for what was actually <laughs> about to transpire oh my god what a good theory Jamie as like, soon as I saw been... that syringe yeah. I was like is mm-hmm. he is that dead guy gonna jump up and start eating buddy and like yeah because I I also was like why is he just he jabbed that thing in his eye and just was like and then he was playing with the syringes for a bit afterwards, which I didn't mention because, like, it wasn't important. But in your theory, if it like that would have been really important if we went zombie, you know? Right? Like, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to Google after uh, why do maybe maybe that's a thing. But um, either way, if it isn't a thing, it was just kind of added in there maybe to give us a little bit to question. But either way, mm-hmm. maybe he just forgot that he did that and he had like a plan for it. He was like, I swear, when I first wrote this movie, it was going to be 40 minutes long. Yeah. I think I forgot something. No, I'm joking. Trim it. I had to trim it. I love your work, Nacho. (laughs) Okay. So interestingly, he removed her belt and skirt the old-fashioned way, but he got fancy for her undies, which he removed with those giant scissors they use at grand openings to cut the ribbon. Oh, my God. They're so big. Oh my God. They're so big. Oh, my God. The biggest scissors for the littlest cut. Yes. Okay. So I hate to have to say this, but it's my job that I don't get paid for. But the Vijay was very realistic. You can mm-hmm, obviously mm-hmm. tell this is a doll. No actress was subjected to the upcoming happenings, but I wonder if they quickly had a stunt. No, no, I won't <gasps> say it. I never. Oh. Don't worry, guys. But you can't lie. That's a perfect rhyme. Okay. Yes. Oh, that you fucking poet. We've got <laughs> we've got Billy Shakespeare here with us tonight on the Thank podcast. You. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, no, I would never say that, guys. At least like in this movie. But uh, yeah, you can't deny it. Either way, did, is it a stunt, Vijay, or did somebody craft that masterpiece? It's got bush, but nothing insane. I'd say they trim their bikini line, but let the rest mm-hmm. be au naturel. And there is even this little tiny piece of something white, which makes me wonder, did they do that on purpose? Like they they were like, this is a stray little piece of toilet paper or lint from her undergarments just to add to like the reality of a vagina. There's a white little piece and it reminds me of us Mm -hmm. binge watching Naked Attraction. I'm really going to just say shout out DDT. I feel like they did everything because the ding dongs on the other guys were pretty well done too. Uncircumcised and different levels of bush yes totally yeah so because this movie is so like silent but also this beautiful powerful classical music is playing as their soundtrack you really get a chance to focus in on like the little things that's why i think Mm -hmm. also that they did the lighting so dim like Mm -hmm. it almost when i was watching it for a second when i was writing my notes i was like oh it's crazy like i I understand why they did this in black and white and then i was looking and i was like wait this isn't black and white but i felt like it was done in black Mm -hmm. and white even though it wasn't it's weird how i felt it's really really desaturated for sure exactly and because i mean if there was blood everywhere and organs colors and all that jazz our eyes would be everywhere we wouldn't have a chance to really like focus in on what's happening because we'd be like oh god like that's what's that yellow thing in their stomach and look at the blood all over the floor like you'd be Mm -hmm. looking and being like this is crazy guys you can't have this much blood everywhere it's true just like human centipede too 
Yeah, they're like, we we definitely need to make this black and white or else we can't release this. Yeah, unless it gets burnt immediately. Um, yeah, so... Mm -hmm. And every so often, like after this next shot where he is once again mouth breathing and maybe like licking his lips under his masks, while he uses her face like a computer mouse. <laughs> Dude, can I just say that I thought he was going to close her eyes, but he just drags his fingers down her face John Travolta style and face off. Yeah, like he's literally using her face like a computer mouse. And I'm sorry for all these weird terms, but I'm really trying to make the word sound less offensive than saying mm -hmm. he's fingering and thumbing her mouth. Okay, that's, that's what's yeah. happening. The music in this movie cuts in and out at certain parts like when i first started watching mm -hmm. it with sefton my boyfriend by the way who like <laughs> neither of us had any idea what we were about to watch like literally he walked into the kitchen or something and getting ready for his like nighttime routine where he like has a nice relaxing tea takes some like <laughs> cbd you know um you know, gets comfy. Usually he'll like, you know, read one of his video game magazines or watch Family Guy and laugh. Instead, I was like, hey, babe, do you want to watch this 30 minute movie with me that Mel suggested? And he was like, okay, oh, that no. sounds lovely. And then he came and sat oh, down <laughs> and I'm like, I have no idea what this is about. So yeah, that's <laughs> and, and he doesn't come sit over here and watch movies with me a lot. So this was like an opportunity to really show him how cool my side of the house is. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways. I don't know if I should say sorry or not. <laughs> it, it was really just silence. Just us being very silent. I had my hand, my finger, like like my nails, like in my yeah, mouth. Yes. I was biting them and clutching my pearls. And <laughs> he's kind of leaned back with his arm outstretched on the couch. But yeah. Just taking it all in. He was like, yeah, so I don't know how this is on youtube that was like the first comment i think he said <laughs> and then, then not he just on youtube once jamie twice twice yeah. i found at least two versions of it yeah and then he thanked me at the end of it for watching this movie before bed for for good yeah. for bed and then he left to never I be love seen it. again I love so yeah it. the music cuts in and out and i just have to say this hits different when you're high like I was literally slack jawed watching the camera from an aerial view pan down her body to her blood to the drain and it slowly zooms into the next shot through the drain. It's like chef kiss. Mm -hmm. It's really quiet. So you kind of hear that ringing in your ear and you're just fixated on where the camera is going because it just suddenly cuts out so you don't even notice it happening like the first time I watched the movie I don't think I noticed the cutting in and out of the music as much mm -hmm. as I did here and it's very strategically placed so we are now following a trail of beautifully spaced out blood drops the sound is back and just the natural sounds of what is going on um, it's the sound of blood dripping and the back of the doctor so we don't know what's going on on the other side of him he steps to the side and we see that our victim's brain is on a scale. So he is still on that fence of he has some weird sick fetish where he touches the bodies inappropriately. It's off-putting, though, that he's still doing his job in yes. between the bad touches. So he's just kind of like, I'm just going to finger her mouth for a second and ogle her and shit. And I'm going to weigh her brain. And now I'm going to go back and do this. 
So like Safton pointed out, while we're sitting together in silence, trying to read the room, and by room, I mean the autopsy room, is he going to have familiar relations with this woman? I used to have familiar relations with. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I love that your brain went there. Um, my brain went to the brain and was like, is this just going to wind up in her stomach? Like, I am not over it. Um, <laughs> I'm not over that. Why do they even bother removing it just to shove it back? Like, ew, anyways. Okay, please continue. <laughs> yeah, so Dr. Weird Breathy Giggles is now preparing a knife very centrally. And I swear, I was yelling at Sefton every time we saw the knife. It looks like a fucking steak knife. Like, where are the scalpels also, at in Jamie, reference to Mel earlier? Yes. But also, like you said, preparing it centrally, he is washing it in the sink and jerking it off. It is yes. such symbolism. It's his dick. For what exactly it is an extension for of his penis 25 out of 10 like that is yeah. exactly it it is it's just an extension of him it is such a phallic symbol and oh, also 100%. i know it's a knife but can we call it forcep play <laughs> is that too dark forcep play yeah, instead of foreplay, foreset play. Anyways. Oh, I okay. I, I get it. I get it. I thought you just wanted me to replace like the word knife with like, so for the rest, I'm going to just talk about it being forceps. No, 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 no. Then, then I was like, oh, wait, it was a pun. And yeah, I tried funny. to make it like, I don't, I was going to say dad joke, but honestly, no, 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 no. I'll <laughs> add a laugh track at that part. Okay. Insert Sick. laugh track. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he then proceeds to have some knife play. I literally wrote knife play, but that's because you lovingly called it that at that point. Yes. If you would have wrote four step play, it could have been inserted in here. No, I'm joking. I fucked it up. So he then proceeds to have some knife play, tracing the knife up and down her body. And this oddly hypnotic music starts to play. Mm -hmm. It's not even really like music per se, more like ritualistic vibes. <sighs> Which, again, I have to point out how different watching the movie was the second time because I noticed so much more artistically because I knew what was going to happen. So, like, exactly. I didn't need to be busy clutching my pearls the whole time. Like, I also highly recommend watching it stoned. But, yeah, like, the second time, because I know what's going to happen, I can just, like, relax while watching it. You know, I yeah. know what's going to happen. Yeah, you can just have the ride. Take it. You know, enjoy everything else short, in the guys. background because you don't need to twice. focus. Yeah, just watch it twice. Yeah. Or actually, if you're listening to this, you don't have to watch it twice. You can just watch it once because you've listened to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we knew this was going to happen. He begins to heat up and is now slicing the torso rhythmically up and down. And then he grasps her shoulder and does the worst thing you would think could happen to a VJ with a knife repeatedly like he is using that shoulder as like leverage to mm -hmm. jam that knife inside of her repeatedly the but, first time he did it i jumped because you don't he's kind of tracing it up and down i know and all of a sudden he just brings it up and <gasps> like surprise it i i fucking jumped it yeah. was crazy yeah. holy fuck so 
we are only subject subjected to the first thrust or two as they zoom in to her face's side profile. And that is the part mm-hmm. of the body that looks the fakest. Okay. I think yeah. this is their way of censoring. Yes. Air quotes. Like friendly reminder, this is a movie and it's fake and it's art, darling. Like they're about to do the worst thing possible repeatedly. So they're like showing for like a good 30 seconds her face again I mean the jerks is like off-putting because you can see your head just kind of like jerking but you're like that's a rubber sex doll you know so you're kind of taken out of if they used a real actress like oh the feelings would be way different hundred if they used like a woman just for the top shoulders and shot her and then used the doll for the rest it would be a couple fucking levels yeah darker way Way darker. darker yeah so he continues with the aggro stabbing up her body now. So he's like out of the her vajay and now he's like kind of stabbing up her body upwards, kind of like you do whenever you're, you know, wrapping Christmas presents and you just kind of like lift mm-hmm. the scissors up at an angle. He's kind of just slashing at an angle. So he's like doing work, but also enjoying himself. Like yeah. he's found he's found ways to make his job enjoyable. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. He's mixing both. Um, And this exposes her innards. He then drops the knife to the ground as if the sudden urges made him completely forget what he was doing and lose feeling in his hands. He is rubbing his fingers together as he did in the previous body. And I suddenly realize he has two different gloves on. And I rewound this a few times to see when this happened and they don't show it. So I'm just pointing that out or I'm blind, but it looks like he took off the left rubber glove and just has on a tighter surgical glove, like a white one. So I think that underneath, yeah, I think that surgeons double exactly. up and he, I think wants to be like, we only got the green yellow glove for the, the, um, other corpse he was working on Nigel Thornberry's yeah. body, but I think he wanted to be closer to Marta's blood, and he takes one glove off to be yeah more uh, sensual, uh, yeah, connected, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I wrote, he seems to be almost comparing them, or he's just enjoying the multiple senses of both, like because oh he's kind of doing both at the same time. So I yes. just picture him being like, I don't know, I like how this has like a satiny finish, but like. Oh I like God. how this, this is the like finish. It's literally <laughs> him just looking at business cards, like American yeah. Psycho style. Yes. Now he is going to town in her guts, like a kindergartner's first hand painting on oh, a canvas, fuck. just all messy and frantic, not really going for anything in particular, just to cover the canvas with every color. You end up with like a brown painting every time. It's like mm-hmm. that. It all begins to be too much for him. And he pulls up his scrub gown and pushes his bloody rubbered glove down his pants and does the thing that makes BB Jesus cry. He aggressively rubs one out while cupping Rex's breast and literally cripples to the ground at climax. Like his legs stopped working. That's how into this depraved shit he is. And quickly, I just need to point out, I named our rubber girl Rex because she is a rubber sex doll. So I also would like to uh, jump in and say, listen, this is fucked up. We know it's fucked up. But morality aside, he puts corpse blood 
as As lube on his penis is he going to get something i don't know if like post-mortem there are things happening to the biological fluids in our body that could render a is he uncircumcised or is he circumcised i need to know that too because that could change i just oh my god anyways it's fucked anyways (laughs) it was it was yeah so but but what really what really came out in that scene to me though was the level of acting the way his legs just gave out when he like busted like a victorian lady (laughs) Yes, he is <laughs> waiting he, to be caught. He's dramatic. Yeah. Or he's just so fucking into this. Like he has visceral reactions where he's panting. He's like falling. He's grunting like his body can't contain. Mm-mm. Like to me, I'm like, is this the first time he's finally succumbed to it? But I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Or maybe the first time this week or night anyways or maybe he feels love like maybe he feels something beyond just like carnal desire and he's like oh and like just anyways my my freudian (laughs) viewpoint of that would be that he misses being inside of his wet mother's womb oh girl come on like hit me with that psych shit that's amazing yeah yeah for sure all right so he then has a cute little photo shoot he pulls out a nice fancy camera and he makes sure to get all the photos for his spank bank. I'm sure that he has at home. I imagine a room just filled of all of his defiled dead folk, like just fo- like just a million photographs in just one room. And he just has a chair in the middle and a container of Vaseline or human mm-hmm. blood. And he just yeah, that's his special room. I also think that because he has a camera on hand, I'm like this kind of Unless it's like a forensic camera, which I doubt it is. But I mean, like this hospital isn't really like they don't give a shit. Um, oh, no. I I think that this kind of proves he isn't a first time offender because he just he's ready to grab it. He's ready to set it up. They do like usually in forensic have a camera and they do this. But like like you said, mm-hmm. not in this fucking morgue. Nope. Yeah. So anyways, speaking of Vaseline containers. Our dude isn't down for the count yet. He is once again aroused and takes this shit to another level. He breathe whimpers his way across the room and puts on the glove that magically disappeared earlier, picks up a little container and dips his finger inside what we can only guess is Vaseline. But who knows? But he is using it in the same fashion. He slowly strokes Mm -hmm. the Vaseline on his index and middle finger. And we now pan to a full view of the body, a.k.a. Rex. And Breath Rogan, and oh I couldn't help God. but notice the guts on the floor. <laughs> breath like a- Rogan just took <laughs> that took my breath away. It took my breath away. <laughs> like I know he was tossing himself off with the help of her inners rather than the perfectly good Vaseline over there, but I don't remember him picking up her liver and just tossing it on the floor. Like I wonder if there is an extended cut. The cabal cut, if you will. (laughs) I think that when he was messing around in her organs, he was just letting them spill everywhere. Like, they don't give a fuck. They don't care if you need, you know, if, like, you were murdered and the cops need to see if you were poisoned or stabbed. None of that matters. They they jack your shit up your shit is everywhere it's in it's out it's up it's down they put it where they want and they sew you back up bye bye 
You know what? I bet his job is like a different thing than like the coroner. There's autopsy technicians and then there's coroners, right? So the coroner mm-hmm. is probably given the bodies that they're like, we need a full investigation on this of the cause of death. And anything that's like just a normal death, they got in a car accident. We don't need to figure anything else unless like the mafia is involved. And yeah. They ran over a guy and his dog puppet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They probably, the coroner moves it forward to his technicians, which are his assistants to help him with the extra bodies because he can't do all yeah, of Yeah, these you know? fucking thing one and thing two in here. Curly and Moe. Fucking. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Seriously. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways, back to the Vaseline. We have reached the peak of perversion. He has his camera set up on auto shutter and he dramatically hops on top of her and Tommy wazos the shit out of our rubber friend. Now, I tried so hard to find audio of an actual living, I mean, live view of the room during the sex scenes, but alas, I found nothing. But what I did find is a lot of belly button porn. And this is a kink. So maybe we're the weird ones. I think we are. Yeah. It's It's Tommy's world. It's Tommy's world. Now we're just living in it. (laughs) After a minute of intense thrusting into her open stomach, he reaches climax and planks out holy hell style. Mel, I can't wait to see the side-by-side photo that you upload for our Insta. You better. We will be banned. I can censor it, maybe. Maybe we can add Tommy, too. Oh, my God. It's a trifecta. Just a whole feed of belly button sex and dick planking. That's all I want to see. All right. Um, Mel, I think that you might have something to say here, as per my notes. I do. (laughs) I do. So... This is so weird. And I don't know if it maybe it's because I mentioned that we were watching this movie. Um, but Aaron told me the other day that most morgues prefer to or they strictly only hire women for this fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did some research and it's actually absolutely true. Not only that, but it's even been in the religious scripture of both Islam and Judaism for thousands of years, explicitly noting that the rituals performed on the dead should be done by the same sex to, you know, lower the chances of people, men, not all men, but men, defiling (laughs) the corpses of non-male bodies. Isn't that insane? Okay. Not just that, since we both love a little bit of true crime, fun fact, the penalty for necrophilia and abuse of a corpse is a felony that carries one to 10 years, but it varies, of course, depending on where you are. So in Canada, and in legal speak, you're liable for imprisonment for a term not exceeding five years. So five years max, right? For having now, sex with somebody's fucking dead family member? Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Now, like- people in Britain were livid. When a hospital electrician named David Fuller was found to have sexually abused at least a hundred bodies in hospital mortuaries over a 12 year period. This was a crime that would normally under UK law be punishable by only two years maximum per body. Okay. But Mm -hmm. twist turns out he admitted to two murders that he did in 1987 where he broke into two women's apartments and strangled them after assaulting them first um those were known as the bedsit murders if you guys wanted to do a little bit more googling but his dna was eventually found and filed he was convicted in 2021 and got life once authorities matched his dna so yes life in addition to 12 years for the necrophilia Whoa. charges, okay? So, and he not only 
did he admit to doing it, he also admitted he to it. recording oh. himself. Sound familiar? Mm. Oh my god, our friend! So I'm also going to post a photo of him to our Instagram because this motherfucker looks like the preacher from Poltergeist. So another side by side. Just just throwing Ooh, them all out in here. I love that. Of course he would. That's the only face yes. I imagine it over my dead body. Yeah, I know. I, know. Um, I was going to ask... Um, Shit. Okay. Yeah. So you said that he killed people before. Yes. In 1987. Yeah. So maybe. So he killed people. And like, I mean, I don't, I doubt he has any empathy or anything, but maybe he just because he didn't want to get caught because he's a scaredy cat. He found a job in which he could just fuck a dead body instead of having to kill them first. And then exactly. Or did he keep killing? And we just don't know. Um, as far as I know, he only killed the two women, but I think that you are a hundred percent correct. He probably went and laid low after the 87 murders, like, sorry, the 1987, not the number 87. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then discovered as an electrician, he had access to over, over a hundred bodies, Jamie, over a hundred bodies. He's just an electrician though. Like Like, what is he making up a thing every day? He's like, the lights are flickering in here. You have to leave. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I guess it just gave him access because he was the hospital electrician. He could go in whenever he wanted. Yeah, I guess so. But when? Like, he's going in at 5 a.m. Like, anyways, disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, I mean, a hospital, especially if this just happened, like, recently, like, some of them, the, they have cameras everywhere. I mean, actually, you know what? Because mm-hmm. they can't have cameras in no, in the morgue, they should. I was going to say in clients' rooms. Like, that's where it gets rough is, like, in retirement yes. homes and hospitals. Yeah. Things can happen in rooms with patients because they're not supposed to have cameras because of HEPA laws or something. Well, yeah. Well, you don't want to see people, like, disrobing HIPAA? or and all of that no, stuff. No, exactly. So. Yeah. That's an p- invasion. But anyways. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Anyways, I thought you'd enjoy that. And it ties into our movie. Yeah. And actually, you know what? I have a little something for after we're done the movie, just a, a special little treat. And we might come back to this, these okay. crimes. All right. Now we are getting multiple artsy shots of different objects in the room. We've have like surgical tools, the sink, the blood, the camera, Rex, our rubber sex doll, a bottle of Jack Daniels? Question yeah. Mark? Yeah. Like what was that? Was oh, he drinking? and by the way. Yeah, obviously. At the end of the day, his shift's done. He's like, all right, time to pack up. (laughs) But but I just have to point out, by the way, when we initially saw her brain on the scale, Mm -hmm. it weighed 128.3. And now we get a scan of it and it says 128.1. And I want to know, did she literally lose some of her brain cells watching this film? Because I know for a fact I did. Or will when i try to force this film out of my head like you <laughs> and like you are not gonna like you're gonna have to pay rent to live in here okay yes Maybe? yeah like definitely. no rent free up in here no we're we're full we're full we're full for now suddenly he is everyone at an office job at 3 55 p.m he's just picking shit up off the floor shoving it in a folder in his case the stomach skin flaps of her body he is all business now the workday is through and we all just want to go home and enjoy our evening a moment of aggressive knife cleaning and heavy breathing that knife can't get any cleaner it's giving me joan crawford in mother dearest Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
now Napoleon Dynamite's mouth on this guy's body, as in like he's a mouth breather. That's yeah. the joke. Oh yeah, Gra- grabs himself a little snack, a trophy for the ride home. I don't know. It's a heart. He brings a heart home. Mm-hmm. Corpse paperwork is placed on the body. We learn Rex's real name is Marta. I guess I didn't look earlier. And she is shipped <laughs> off for the next person to desecrate. Lights out. Marta. But we're not done. We are back home and someone is making a smoothie. For their pupper. Good boy. Puppy is fed a healthy raw food dinner. (laughs) Thank you, Marta, a.k.a. Rex. And our lead is suddenly not looking like a degenerate. And the mouth breathing has seemed to disappear. It's like the ending of, you know, scary movie, the like mock one. Yes. When we learn that dipshit is actually the killer and he is Mm -hmm. suddenly all suave and sexy, even though just moments before he was like fucking a like vacuum. Yes, exactly. He is relaxing in an exquisitely looking apartment, smoking a cigarello and enjoying Mm -hmm. some TV with a super 1994 remote, I must say. (laughs) And I thought he was also checking the local newspaper. But upon second viewing, I realized he's not looking at the newspaper that we're suddenly zooming in on. It's just being used as a mat for the dog bowl to catch all of the blood and guts. Oh, And we zoom in a little further and look who we have here in the obituaries. Our friend, Marta. Wow. I've got a theory. Okay. Okay. My guess, and this could be so off, but this is kind of like on my wet. This is my third or so rewatch of this fourth. Yeah. So when he read those documents... Right. And he flashed over to her, like the cabinets to be like, what's this person? Maybe they had cause of death, like ran over dog, crash car is dead, name is Martarno, however old she is in this cabinet file, like D3. Yeah. And maybe he was like, I have a dog. She killed a dog. I'm going (gasps) to fuck this body up. I'm going to blend up her heart and feed it to my dog. Mel, I now love him. And on top of her obituary. Yeah. I now have more respect for the man who just desecrated the body because like he's a vigilante of sorts, right? Not only is my dog going to eat her heart, but it's going to eat it on top of her fucking obituary. Like, you know what I, like my brain went there. Maybe that's like really extreme, but eh, that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. See my, my idea behind the movie is just like, like my thoughts are this is a cycle that he goes through regularly and like these are just like it's his way of getting rid of his like disgusting habits before he gets home and he has like a whole routine ritual involved in it you know like he gets it like a new body and he just does this regularly he just like Mm -hmm. fucks the dead bodies and he likes to bring something home as a snack for his dog so he can definitely, save some definitely. money and give him some extra nutrients, you know. And that's just showing what he thinks of the body after. Like he starts oh, off totally. being very fascinated with the body. He wants the body. He's already getting hard with the mm-hmm. penis guy over there, yeah. you know. Like the urge is rising. With the penis guy, Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, it's rising, right? And then yes, it's true. It's true. he is just infatuated with this body. And then when he's done, he's literally like shoving her shirt in his her guts, 
fucking slapping her fucking guts together, sending her off. And now he has her obituary, which he probably likes to just read and reminisce. And then he's like, here you go. It's garbage. Like, we'll put it under the fucking yeah, dog dish of your I heart. I love that. Yeah. Your body is nothing to me now. It was just, a, and that's probably his way of dissociating mm-hmm. away from fucking dead bodies. I love your take on it. And based on his ability to set up the camera, like he's done it before, he it, it doesn't seem like it's a new thing to him. I think he's a, he's a repeat offender, much like David Fuller. Oh, yeah, for sure. And speaking of that, um, before we end this really weirdly long episode of a 30-minute movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with some what I'm calling IMDb snippets. Yes. So originally when I was watching on YouTube, I saw that the comments were disabled on the one that I watched. And Mel, her version that she watched, which were like the same movie, had comments, but they were in Spanish. And they also were just all praising the movie, which is mm-hmm. wonderful, you know? Um, which after we're done reading these, we can give our rating Mm -hmm. and how we felt in the movie. But yeah, so I did put in like a little bit of positive. Actually, no, it's mostly the negative stuff because it's funnier. There was 10 times more positive than there were negative though. So I will put it out there. Surprising though. Really surprising. People loved this movie. Okay. So Tuna Coon on imdb says this really isn't a movie hell there really isn't even a story nor is there talking it's just some shock content and an overly long opening credit around five minutes which is absurd for a 30 minute film huh while it's not exactly art it's definitely different the film concerns a morgue where some morticians are doing autopsy Later, one of the morticians proceeds to violate a female corpse while he's alone. The film features full-bodied nudity, although I'm not sure if the bodies were fakes. Real corpses are donated to the arts. Or actors with prosthetic effects. Either way, you see full-bodied nudity of both genders. Okay? I just, I I love that he was so aghast with the, the intro being long. Yeah, Sorry, and Tuna. how realistic. Now, I'm going to read Pissano's comment. He said, back in 1994, if you would have watched this movie at a friend's house, you probably would have been glued to the screen, trying to figure out if the VHS tape you were seeing was offering up some deranged snuff film. I have no doubt that you also would have bootlegged a copy and showed as many people as you felt comfortable in offending. That was then. This is now. This is the HD age of video. What does this mean? Mm -hmm. It means that you know right off that this is not real. And if you had any doubts if it was, as soon as you get a good look at the rubber dolls they are cutting into, your disbelief becomes overwhelming. Sorry, um, Tuna Coon. Apparently you're dumb. So what are we left with here? A half hour of a guy cutting into rubber dolls, humping one, and then going home to his dog. I love how people are like, oh, it's not enough story. Oh, it's too much story. Oh, it's too fake. Oh, it's it's not too real. Are these real bodies? Um, and again, like that's why IMDb is kind of no man's land. Like we've said before, the it's regular people who have different opinions and um, might not like look at things with their own bias in mind. Yeah. For sure. I have two really short little quick things <laughs> left. So Demonic Entity says, a movie for the whole family. Dot, dot, dot. Just kidding. I wish he would have not added the just kidding. And the name fits perfectly. Demonic Entity, a movie for the whole family. (laughs) And then lastly, 
S.D. Davis, 63, on IMDb says, The opening 10 minutes or so is disturbingly graphic, but offers a portrayal of the probably fairly typical activities that are involved in this work. Can somebody put S.D. Davis on a watch list? I mean, I know, I know we have just learned that this is a typical activity, but the way they so nonchalantly say it, like they're not even disgusted by the fact that this typical debauchery occurs. They're just like fairly typical activities in this work. The first 10 minutes are really nothing to worry about compared to the last 15. The first 10 minutes is the dog and uh, the necklace. Like... (laughs) You don't yeah. get to see any of the crazy shit. Like I, it just. Anyways. But it, she makes it sound, or they make it sound, like they're talking about the whole movie is a portrayal of the probably fairly typical oh, yeah. activities that are involved in this work. Which I was like, um, SD Davis. Oh, they're not wrong. If you and I wanted to become like any mortuary or forensic like body, we get person, hired first over a guy. We would get hired first because chances are we wouldn't be playing around in there. No. No. Definitely not. You know, Mal, this is like one of the jobs that like I have considered over the years off and on. Like I still yes. get like little random things of I'll be like forensic, you know, forensic work would be so interesting. But like I'd have to go to school for so much longer. So long. And you have to be honestly, a doctor, basically, unless you're like do. a technician, you're almost like it's like a nurse. It's like you're you a dead be, person nurse. You right? could be the kid with the headphones who just wheels the bodies to and fro the elevator. That's not fun. No. No, I just thought it'd be really peaceful, you know, but the smells, I'd be, I'd be too I'd scared. Be done. I'm, I'm so scared. Like I'm a little bitch. Oh, I girl. like to think I'm tough. I'm not. We're going to watch the autopsy of Jane Doe in a few weeks. And yeah, that the real jump scares are going to yeah. fucking happen. Okay. It's true. So do you want to? I'd be like his arm moved and they do move. <laughs> they do. The bodies move. <laughs> they release air and they fart. Like if yes. they farted though, I would die. I'd be like, <laughs> oh marta um so yeah what i'm i'm very curious as to what you what your rating is for this movie because mine has not changed since i watched it it's my mine changed between watching them Mm -hmm. okay let me know how you started and where you went okay so i started out of three out of ten okay the first time i watched it because number one i'm pretty sure i was sober number two sefton was sitting beside me which was uncomfortable um Number three, you know, I didn't know what to expect because you're very good at being spoiler free. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, through the whole time, I'm just kind of sitting there guessing, too. So the things I was like, I'll give points for certain things. I gave points for um, the camera work. I gave points for the um, the effects. And then I gave points for the... Um, the guts that it takes to make such a depraved movie, knowing that like your whole entire family might like abandon you after watching it and (laughs) maybe you go to jail. But yeah. So first it was a three out of 10, but um, the second time I bumped it up to seven out of 10. Oh, that's nice. Um, So for me, um, I just, I love the fucked up shit. I love anything that's high intensity gore, like the mm-hmm. more gory, the better. Um, if the animal dies and it looks fake or if there's no animal death at all. Um, I love that. that yeah. This one checks it all off. 
And uh, like, I mean, it's a short film, like 30 minutes managing to cram all that in there and then give some introspection. I give this one a solid 10 out of 10. This this is my type of movie. I know. I know how that reflects on me as a human being. (laughs) Can I live with it? I fucking can. So yeah, that's my personal opinion. I'm raving about it like the Fangoria and whoever else wrote all of the praises and editorials. I'm right there with you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it it was the second time I watched it. I was like, I love this movie. Like, yeah. I really liked it. I can't give it a full 10 out of 10 just because, you know, <sighs> there's something missing for me. Just like a little something was missing. I, know. You I, I can't like really to- put my finger on it. But like the gore and stuff, like definitely I I love I love, I love. I think that we could have been more emotionally invested if there was audio, some sort of talking, maybe the family members crying, being like, she was so young. She was about to be a lawyer or like, you know what I mean? Like some that, more, um, yeah. it w- you know what could have added to it is if like, yeah, they added in different things that humanized her. Yes. Okay. Like maybe he pulls out her wallet and she has a picture of her and her kids. Yeah. You know, like adding in those little drawstrings, you know, to be yeah. like, wow, that was a real human being. What where I kind of just watched it as like that's a rubber human being, you know? And but what's happening here and the idea behind it of like what he's supposed to be doing mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. like you know, a sick, twisted brain. And I appreciate a sick, twisted brain. I'm sure that Nacho didn't want people to be completely emotionally destroyed on top of just being like, you know, like, well, that's it. He he could only choose one. He could only choose one. It was either going to be an actress who's playing a dead body and he's going to not go as far as he went, you know, and we make it more emotional or yeah, it has to be, this is fake as fuck. Yeah. People would have had a really hard time with it if it wasn't. So, um, yeah, yeah, but I mean, our next film also, of course, slab related, uh, really excited to do Jason goes to hell because that is going to be hilarity and we don't have to feel bad about laughing at that. I think I'm going to like smoke some weed and watch it right now because I randomly have the day off. That's Stupid. amazing. Well, to get you guys all fired up, we'll include the trailer oh, um, at the end that. of our episode. Get y'all get y'all ready to go. Amazing. Well, Mel, thank you for introducing me to this lovely film. <laughs> You're so welcome. I don't know if I'd watch it again. I would definitely suggest it to some yes. of our like fellow friends of fucked upness mm-hmm. but you uh, i can only imagine that you've already watched it because you've pointed out or were with them when you watched it yes it's true <laughs> yeah, yeah happy so. accidents bob ross yeah i love a good happy little tree accident well on that note <laughs> i'll let you get ready because i know you're visiting your very handsome papa yes yes i am i'm gonna try and take him to the new evil dead movie tonight <gasps> you're going for a second <laughs> i'm gonna go for a second jamie if you're not doing anything today you should go oh no i feel all bummy and the first time i meet your dad i want to make sure i look good so yeah yeah Yeah. well we'll save it for a different date greek fest baby all right all right well Well, until next time uh, my friends goodbye and don't fuck the dead guy don't do it bye horror has many faces Death wears many different masks, but pure evil wears only one. And this is your final chance to see it. 
Jason goes to hell the final Friday.